It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Yes, sir. This is the Wednesday, April 21st edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple and Rick Fires. Now, Ricky, last week you came in with, with uh, cargo shorts and flip-flops on. Today you're in your red flannel and, and long johns and, and all that kind of stuff for uh, – I, I was ready, and it wasn't even snowing today. I mean, we had. Did you see the snow flurries? Yesterday? Did I see? I was in it. You was in it. I was in it. Oh my goodness! And yeah, I thought we was headed toward May, and we we went back to February. Henry was covered baseball on Monday, drinking lemonade, and and you know enjoying that seventy-five degree yeah. weather. And then yesterday, snow apocalypse hit. Yeah, Arkansas weather forgot its meds again. It That's did. all there is. It did. You know, and now it's back up in the fifties again and it's supposed to be eighty degrees by Monday. Somebody so. needs to go get Mother Nature, Rick, and, and, and take care of that little groundhog while you're at it. You slap that thing a couple you of know times. Why? You don't mess with her. You don't mess with her. Just when you Somebody think you're on a good side she comes in and woo Somebody must have. Yeah. Somebody must have. Because I you know, yesterday uh, you know, we had a full slate of games going. I mean we're down to the final two weeks of, of baseball here in, in the six A West, you know, a couple of weeks and you know, this is supposed to be the time of year when you know warming up or getting ready to hit you know hit the beach, and you know it's going to be the end of May soon. Memorial Day pools opening, and and bam, there she comes. Here Snow. she comes. Somebody made her mad, so I'm I'm not saying anything about her. Yeah, you know we found out who was to blame for this. Actually, who's that? It's the Bentonville High School track coaches because they rescheduled the Tiger relays for yesterday. All I have to do is take you back to the 2013 class seven oh, eight state track meet. Yes, yeah. When it was cold that day, yeah, a little, little snow that day too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just is, it's insane. But but uh, welcome to Northwest Arkansas and the weather that can change on a dime and usually will. So Henry, we did get a full slate of games played on Monday, mm-hmm. and Rogers and Harbor both won by identical seven to six scores in their games. One one run wins to maintain their now nine and two records. In the conference, now they are clear. They're you know they're going to be the one and two seeds, you know, barring some apocalyptic meltdown of of Mother Nature proportions here. Yeah, it's it's a case right now. They got a three game lead with three games left to right. play. So either uh, they can win today's games or Fayetteville and Heritage both lose. They're going to get the first round buys into that state tournament down in Fort Smith. Correct, mid May. So we got Rogers and, and Harbor Rick both at nine and two. Um, looking in good shape to be the one and two seeds. However, that shakes out, and they have not played each other yet. They play each other next week. Yeah, Monday and, and Tuesday. That's going to be two really good, really good ones right there. So that's where we are for that. Now, there is the proverbial. You ever been to Six Flags? The log, the log, the log jam they have on the log ride. That's where we are now for the rest of the teams in the Six A West. There is a log jam of of, of standstill traffic uh, for for seeds three, four, five, and six. Yeah, we've got. Fayetteville and Heritage currently right now at six and five. You have Bentonville at five and six, all by itself in the number five spot. Then you've got the other three: Bentonville West, Springdale, and Fort Smith Southside, all looming there at three and eight. All hanging in there, hanging in there. So it'll be interesting the final two weeks of the, of the regular season going into the state tournament. Henry looks like there's not going to have to be a conference tournament in baseball. Looks like they're going to get all the games played. Barring snow, <laughs> we didn't or, see that coming. Or, or uh, COVID, you yeah, know, because uh, graciously we have got through this baseball season for the we most have. part without COVID. We have, and if we can just get through Monday and Tuesday's games, barring weather and all that, we won't have a conference tournament. On the bad side, these 
teams are now going to have to scramble to find games next week if there's not – or right. the following week if there's not a conference tournament. Because they had built in this extra Because they week. set it aside for yeah. a conference tournament. Just in tournament. case. Just yeah. in case. Okay. And it looked like they're going to – softball too? Are they going to – So softball, no, same no, way. No. Softball has not had a game canceled yet. Good. And uh, they are a week – actually, a little bit. they're a little bit behind baseball. Baseball played during spring break week, and softball did not. Okay. So they're a little bit behind. So they won't have that same situation. They're going to be playing into that week to get it finished up, I guess. Now, here's some strange things, Henry. I, there were a couple of conference softball games played on Monday that, that were not on the schedule. It's, you know, just got together and played. Rogers and Springdale Harbor, for one thing. Was, Those were the, the Tuesday games, and they saw this weather yeah, saw coming, coming and say, hey, you know, let's move our game. They, they got that <laughs> done. And that, now there's some today. Bentonville's playing Southside today on Wednesday. And that's, it's not going to be a gimme game. You know, Rick, Southside won a big game against Rogers last week and knocked Rogers out of first place in the conference. So now Bentonville has a half game lead because they've won nine games in the conference and Rogers has won eight games in the conference. Both of them have one loss. So Benton, Bentonville, by virtue of the winning the extra game, now has a half game lead on Rogers. But those two teams will play again uh, next week in another big game. But but it's a big game today. Southside at Bentonville. Southside riding a little momentum after beating Rodgers. Exactly. And then you flip it to tomorrow, to Thursday's games, and you have Weston Rodgers playing again. Big. That's big. So there's a game today on Wednesday? Yes. Yeah. It was originally scheduled for yesterday, but because of the snow, and I had someone send me a message that says, why didn't they play softball? In the, you know, they use yellow softballs. Yeah. You can see them. <laughs> don't eat the yellow softball. Yeah, what if it's yeah, don't yellow, eat the yellow softballs? Yeah. No, what no, if don't. the yellow softball rolls into the yellow snow? Uh, then I ain't picking it up. Yeah. Ground rule double. Ground, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, but talking about you know, that's the nature of spring sports. I remember years ago, um, big district tournament or no, it was a big game and maybe like a three A, maybe it was over there at Gravit or somewhere. Uh I drove all the way over there and get there and there's nobody there except the coach and he's sitting on a a bag of rocks or something. I said, what about the game? He said, ah, Coach so-so and called. We went ahead and played that game yesterday. He wanted to go fishing today. <laughs> and so they move things around all – just not like football uh, where, you know, you know you're going to play on a Friday night at 7 o'clock. You're going to play whenever it's convenient. The beauty of spring sports. Now, before yep. we completely get away from baseball, Henry, on Tuesday – now, they didn't get the weather down in the River Valley that we got up here. No. So there were some, some key games played down there in baseball – Van Buren swept a doubleheader from Valonia yesterday, so that moved Van Buren. They can clinch the, the 5A West with one win in their final two games. They play Solemn Springs on Tuesday at home, so one win in that one will give Van Buren the outright 5A West championship. But how about Connor Johnson, the pitcher from Van Buren? We're doing Harold McIlvain's writing a story on him for this mm-hmm. weekend's Democrat Gazette. Uh, 15 strikeouts on Tuesday. Wow. I mean, that's he, what you call unhittable. Yeah, fifteen strikeouts. Now, I'm not a I'm not a math major, Rick, but I think in a seven inning game you would face twenty one batters minimum. He struck out fifteen of 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 those batters. So if I was playing, it'd been about four for me. So I, I you well, couldn't blame all that on me because everybody yeah. else is striking out. No, so two. four strikeouts would have been you striking out, and then the, your teammates would have counted for the other eleven. That's it. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and plus, if he was on the pitcher's side throwing fifteen strikeouts, he could sit out there in right field, have a hot dog and coke, and not worry about because the pitcher's taking care of the business. And you know what? If he was a pitcher on Connor Johnson's team, Rick could say Connor Johnson and I combined for fifteen strikeouts on Tuesday. Connor had 15. He didn't have any, but, but we got together and combined on it. Hey, was that like <laughs> Hank Aaron and his brother? Hank Aaron had like 750. 
full five home runs, and his brother had two. Yeah. So his brother hey. go around in the barber shop said, "Yeah, me and old Hank, it, we combined for <laughs> 757 <laughs> home runs." Yeah, he had a brother who Long, played a major. Just yeah. he, I think he had about two home runs. There you go. As long as he's in there somewhere. He's in there. Yep. So moving back over to softball again. So Bentonville nine and one, Rogers eight and one. Uh, big games left, certainly in the six A West softball. In the five A West, Greenwood wrapped up the five A West championship softball yesterday. They swept Mountain Home, a pair of shutout wins for Greenwood. So they have rolled through the five A West. And they also want to mention last Thursday had a big game over at Farmington. It was it was uh, undefeated in conference Harrison against Farmington and Farmington. Shaley Treat two home runs in that game. Henry, a grand slam, and she said, you know what, I'm going to come back and hit another one, hit another two-run bomb. She drove in six runs for Farmington on oh, Thursday. Wow. Big win, big yeah. win. Grand salamis sometime aren't enough. you got to have a little That's lettuce, right. tomato, and mustard. She, she, <laughs> had to go, she had to go for the, the veggies for the, for, the, for the next one. What a great so, program that is over is. there under Randy Outness. And, and I love that uh, old-timey-looking ballpark. Oh, I yeah. said, Don't you guys ever build – you know, they're building everything new over there. But please keep that old uh, softball stadium. You know, they got that from uh, – from, Arkansas, University of Arkansas, yep. when they kind of they toured they, their down and, you know, they moved. Mogul, yeah. Yeah, they sure over did. there. They sure did. So One of my favorite places. We talked about this. That Randy Osses has already announced that he will be stepping down when the season ends and going into uh, retiring from over there. Boy, good luck to whoever takes that job. But I'm sure they'll go out and get a big – you know, Bo Thompson has a daughter, and she might be a softball player. I don't know. So, I, you know, Bo, Bo will probably take this personal, make sure they get a you know really good softball coach, but he would anyways. As yeah, AD. they get somebody good. Yeah, they will. So, let's move over to soccer, Ricky. Bo, That's uh, yeah. We're going into your neighborhood. And, okay. uh, you know, Bentonville and the Fayetteville girls, they are on a collision course, both of them 7-0 and oh and 1, I believe. you got to have a tie. If You can't, you can't be in this can't conference be in not have a tie. No, no there's, there's one team has got like five ties. But, no, that's it. It's coming down. They originally supposed to play this week. But Benton, this is girls, 6A West soccer. You, uh, you talk about everything stat. They're the big gap in, the, in girls' soccer. you got uh, Bentonville and Fayetteville. I think Fayetteville has two ties. Benville is undefeated. I think aren't they nationally ranked somewhere? Did you put the, that tweet out? There is they're like ranked number four in this regional yeah. soccer. In the ring, they're, they're about thirteen and zero overall. And uh, yeah, so Bentonville and Fayetteville will play May fourth. So if you're a big soccer fan and you're driving around, you know, eating a mayonnaise sandwich or something, head on over there to Harmon Field and watch that game because that, that'd be a big time That'll game. Be a good one. So May the fourth will be the last. Playing date of the regular season is that correct, Henry? I'm no, I think they, they'll have another week because more, uh, okay, yeah, because the state tournaments are like the the other week. The next, okay, yeah. okay. Um, so that'll be a big one there, and of course on the boys' side, you know, no surprise to anyone, the Springdale boys are heading the heading the uh, the boys' side. The uh, uh, they're still the defending state champions, Rick. You know they're that, right? Yeah, because yeah. they didn't play last year and they won the state championship in 2019. They finished 18 and two. They beat Bryant. Three to nothing. My man, uh, Rene Racinos, I did a story on him last weekend. Uh, he's back for a senior year. They got a, a, a very good club. And um, I saw a big game on Monday. It was Bentonville High and Rogers Heritage. They're kind of uh, real close right there, but uh, Bentonville won that game. They did. Three to one. Exciting game. Uh, my man, Gail Gonzalez, uh, I guess midway through the second half, he had a perfect open shot at the net, and he shot it like 40 feet too high, and he hand hit the turf. I know he's frustrated, 
But, man, he had two more chances there late. He got them both in. And what I love, I talked to him after the game, and it, completely opposite of you uh, when you played, he credited his teammates. He didn't take all the credit well, for himself. I need to have a little talk with him then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he said, I said, man, that was a pretty – he said, man, my teammates set, set it up, and he told me exactly uh, who got the assist on that. Uh, Bentonville's coming on. Uh, they've got two or three ties, I guess. But Coach Devaney – um, you know, they beat Southside 6 nothing. I think it was. 6 nil. I'm six sorry. 6 nil. I'm sorry. And then the they pitch. won that game 3-1. Th- three yeah. to one. So watch your Bentonville boys coming on. But right now, Springdale is at top the red of dogs. the boys standings. The Red Dogs. So that's what's going on in, uh, in soccer and uh, in baseball and in uh, softball. Now, Henry, you went over to the Bentonville West track meet. And what an interesting story you, you found over there. Uh, with their the shot put uh, shot putter and discus thrower. Yeah, uh, Cedric Pearson. Cedric yeah. Pearson. Boy, my mom just <laughs> blank all, all of right. a sudden. Give us his that, background. That's what we're it's here really, for. It's really interesting. Now, uh, in the ninth grade, he threw the shot and threw the discus, and he told me he was only throwing the discus at the time, maybe 110, 120 feet, something like that. But he told me he was just stand and throw. Shot put was maybe throwing about 35, 40 feet as a freshman. Sophomore year, he decides to give it up and play basketball. Well, junior year, he gets to do nothing because of COVID and all that. So uh, come back this year uh, after being persuaded by the coach to say, hey, you might want to come back and try it. We think you've got plenty of potential. Probably grown a little bit too, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a good big, about 6'3", 250, 260, somewhere in that category. Uh, he currently leads the state in both categories, throws the uh, shot put at personal best more than 57 feet. Last Thursday at the his on his home field, the uh, Wolverine Relays, he threw the disc a personal best 179 feet. There you go. There you go. Is that good? That's uh, good. That, 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 that's good. That's about nine feet away from the overall state record. Oh, yeah. wow, wow. Yeah. Okay. So he uh, he's basically not done any track for two for for two years. Correct. And and came back out this year and and uh, heck Henry's probably put himself in position to get a get a scholarship somewhere if that's you know if that's what he wants uh, to do. Yeah, uh, I I'm sure there's a yeah. you know a nice D two school could pick him up or yeah. even, even maybe a low level D one. So yeah. hey, that's we fantastic. Think he can grow hey, Henry, did the uh, high school kids throw a javelin? No, no, not here. That, that's in yeah. college. Yeah, yeah. Not, you, you know, here's something. Uh, I don't even know why I know this. Uh, you know how people know nonsense stuff. That, uh, but remember Michael Landon? That's I yeah. always watch him because you know he was on uh, Bonanza and all that. Yeah, he Little was Joe. famous for. Uh, he had like the national record in throwing the javelin. That's how he came out to. Well, California. we we also had a photographer here at one time named Ryan McGinney who got impaled with the javelin at a, at a at a college track meet. Oh, yeah! How'd that happen? Yeah, in the leg. It, it uh, the the guy throwing the, the javelin got off track somehow and then sailed that thing out of the, you know, the zone. I guess is what it was. And and Ryan was there taking taking photos and and I think it went right through his leg. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. more more needless information. I, mean, I know you've probably got a lot of that. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, I got. We're, we're walking encyclopedias of nonsense. Ninety-eight <laughs> percent of everything I know is nonsense. But I mean, did, did he have to go to hospital? Oh yes. All that? Oh yeah. It was na- made national news. It was on Good Morning America, and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Video of him. Yeah, looked like a shish kebab. 
Wow, what a thing to get the national recognition. <laughs> there you go. It's like it's like when Cantori, whenever Jim Cantori shows up in your hometown, Rick, yeah. that ain't and never that a good thing. Good. No. That ain't good. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing. Well, Jim Cantori, he's coming over here tomorrow night. Yeah, oh, boy. Uh-oh. Pack up, pack up the uh, batten down the hatches. Yep. It ain't good. Uh, so we also got some other good uh, news going on. Uh, Henry Bentonville West has hired a new girls basketball coach. Got that done this week. Got it taken care of. Uh, they hired yesterday Dion Hargrove, who has been the boys and girls coach at Perryville for the last two years. Uh, boys only coach at Perryville for four years. He's also coached at Biola, at Flippin, at West Plains, Missouri, and also at Springfield Hillcrest, which is one of the large schools in Missouri. There you go. So, so West got that position filled. Uh, Randy Richardson. Um, is going to stay and continue to be t- teacher teacher at Bentonville West, but is stepping away from coaching. Correct. Um, so then we got that. Now we haven't talked about this. Bray Cook, one of our own, Springdale Harbor grad, went to Arkansas. Is now the new head football coach at P Ridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, after he was the offensive line coach last year, gets promoted to there, and he's got the job a day before his twenty eighth birthday. So there early birthday, early present. birthday present. Hey, you, when you talk about uh, one of our owns, I covered him all the way through high school. I saw his mugshot, his mugshot in the paper the other day. I swear they took that from his 10th grade picture because <laughs> he had a big full beard back in there. He's a sophomore, and he's got a, you know, I said, I, I need to interview this uh, Bray Cook kid. Okay, he's right over there at number 74. Okay. He hey, said, Bray, what's up? Wow. Yeah. And it looked like somebody had been out in the woods for 83 I days. Still can't, I'm 59 years old, still can't grow a beard like that. <laughs> no, you got a little bitty old goatee, that's I right. guess. Uh, I do what I can do. Somebody, somebody would, you know, some of the girls, like, oh, that's kind of cute. That's kind of cute. I got a real one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Bob Wire right there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, Bray Cook, the new football him. coach at P. Ridge, and got West has a new girls basketball coach. Now, uh, some more interesting coaching news. Brian Hudson, the coach at Elkins the last couple of years, he came in uh, to replace Chad Harbison, who had who had kind of revived Elkins a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Brian came in and continued that. He is going across, well, not the state, but across mm-hmm. some of our area, over to Carroll County to Berryville. He, he's not even hopping out of the same conference. He That's stays right. in the same conference. Not even changing his colors either. Purple. Yeah, purple. Just got to add a little gold to it. There, there. you go. Just there you go. I figured out what's going on. Brian Hudson was down in Paris. Yep. And he moved a little bit up here to Elkins. Now he's going a little bit up to Berryville, and then he's going to end up retired over at Branson watching all the country he's music gonna shows. He's going to be a singer. He's going to have a show, singing show? No, he's going to be sitting in the audience. Sitting, okay. I thought sitting he might up. be on show Soji Tabuchi or whatever no, his name is. No, I mean, he'd be the bald knobbers or bald knobbers. head knockers or whatever they're called. I got you. I got you. So he's headed to Branson. He's I headed to Branson. It out. There yeah. you go. So, Brian Hudson from Elkins to Berryville, which now leaves two football coaching vacancies in our coverage area, Elkins and Paris. The coach who was at Paris, whose name escapes me now. Tyler Clark. Tyler Clark, Tyler Clark, who did a great job, great job. this year or, uh, bringing Paris back. Rick, when's the last time Paris was good? Uh, uh, we weren't even born then, yeah. 1923. Absolutely. Um, so did a good job there, and he has gone on to another place. And so Paris is looking for a football coach, and now Elkins is looking for a football coach, and I don't know who else. Those are the two openings like, that I Tyler Clark went to Russellville. Is that where he's from? I think he, he did. I think that's yeah, where he's Offensive coordinator, yeah. he wouldn't go home. Yeah, I think so. So good for him. So that's what we got going on in the coaching world. Now also on girls basketball, uh, a lot of you – Folks that follow girls basketball might might or might not know this, but Scott Thompson, who was Ricky Smith's right-hand assistant coach 
years for all of those seven state yep. championships that Ricky Smith has won at Northside, and and uh, he has announced his retirement initially. I was told this initially. Scott said, "I'm going to go down and coach at the new ninth grade academy over there," and then Ricky was going to have to get a new assistant coach. Well, Ricky, you're married. Henry, you're married. Scott's wife said, uh, no, uh, it's time for you to retire. So Scott said, you know what? I think I'll retire. I think I'll retire. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it was his wife or maybe his grandkids talked him some, into it. Somebody did. But so, somebody tapped him on the shoulder and said, you're done. And he said, but what about? And they said, uh, we said you're done. And he said, oh, okay. I'm done. I'm done. End of discussion. End of discussion. Topic. I'm done. Yep. So anyway, that leaves a, uh, an opening there at Northside. Big opening. Uh, it's, it's you, you know, yeah. big. You know, we're talking about Randy Osnes, big, big shoes to fill. Scott Thompson, uh, you know, assistant coaches don't get a lot of the credit, but – um, there's Northside doesn't win state champion seven without, state championship no. without Scott Thompson being there. So I, I tell you what, you ever go cover a Northside basketball game? One of the first things you ever see. Here comes Scott Thompson. He's going to bring you the roster. Yes, sir. He's gonna, whatever else you needed, he had it for you. He's on it. He is. You know what? I've seen him it. in that small gym over there, auxiliary gym, and uh, you know Ricky might be over there doing something and. You know, doing an interview or something, Scott Thompson's got him going. Yes, sir. He knows exactly what they're doing. He'll go over there to the ninth grade scout out uh, who, you know, who's coming over to Northside. So, big loss for them. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Northside has the system down perfectly. They know yep. uh, Ricky and, and Scott, you know, knew what each other you know, was going to do. It, Scott knew what Ricky was good at. Ricky knew what Scott was good at. And they fed off each other. And, boy, that's that's going to be a big a big it's loss worked, right there for Northside. for a lot of years. Absolutely. So that's what's going on in sports with us this week. That's about all I've got. Henry, you got anything to add? I tell you what, something we have not talked about that is looming very quickly. Uh, a lot of you, I'm sure you've heard about the uh, – the ordeal with private schools and, and Rick wrote about schools. that. Yeah, had a call yeah, about that. Had a Sunday. call about it. Yep. Uh, that voting is about to end. Uh, the schools are supposed to get their ballots in. I'm not exactly sure by what day, but it was toward the end of this month. Gotcha. Uh, and it's going to need a two thirds majority vote to get in. Okay. If it passes, uh, the private schools will be put on a, a basis on a how well system? they've done. Yeah, a like point a point system. system. Yeah. Yeah, you get four points if you win a state championship. You get three points if you get uh, conference. The uh, if you go to the state final, game, yeah. two points if you win a playoff game and one point for conference Winning record. Yeah, in conference. Yeah, and then over a four-year span, uh, you'll be determined if you're really good. You're fixing to go up a class. Uh, if you're midway, you can stay in that class. And if you go lower than a certain point level well you can drop a classification on merit uh, looking at it on merit henry this is what i this is what i saw i um first of all i have no problem with the way things are now uh my my and uh, my my pat answer anytime somebody says well shallow christian recruit or pa i said get better get practice harder work harder that's what that you know what if i went home when i was a kid and said the coach doesn't like me i'm not getting to play my parents would have said then work harder you know, we're not quitting. We're not walking away. We're not gonna, I'm not going to go up there and talk to the coach. This is you. Work harder. So that's my first response. Now, it's hard to dispute Pulaski Academy's dominance in 5A, just using them as an example. Also, we'll tell you Pulaski Academy is extremely well coached. And that's usually what it comes down to is, is how well coached is your program. Take a look at Greenwood. Nobody's dominated any more than Greenwood. Public school – well coached, 
dominant. Bryant, public school, well-coached, dominant. PA, private school, well-coached, dominant. You can't be dominant unless you're well-coached. So I think, to me, that's the most important thing is, is coaching, not whether you're a private school or whether you're a public school. It comes down to that person running that program. All right, now this is what I would say uh, as a rebuttal. Yes. And, you know, I agree with you 90%. Uh, what I was trying to, uh, when I wrote that article, you know, got this politician, Wooten, wants all the schools out. They recruit, they do this all. And then when, after I wrote, you know, I checked my emails, and then there's one guy said um, uh, all the private schools are treated unfairly. Every time they win, they got to be bumped up. Now, what, I, I didn't respond, but, you know, uh, thanks for reading and responding. Yeah. That's yeah. what we do. Sure. But if I do a story on a kid from Elkins, that kid's from is going to be maybe five miles from where Elkins is. Right. I, this is years ago, maybe 15 years ago, I was doing a story on a shadow Christian kid. Where do you live at? Where do his parents live at? I drove probably 15, 20 miles outside of Springdale. So, you know, they, you want a good Christian education or anything, that's fine, yeah. Anybody in Northwest Arkansas, you want a good Christian education, go to Shiloh Christian. But so it's a little bit different between public and private. And what AAA is trying to do is trying to find a sweet spot on the bat that will satisfy everybody. So, and I just left it that because, you know, I can see it both ways. The one thing I don't like about the thing that, that, that they're talking about is if you have a program, let's say I'm going to use Shallow Christian as an example. Now, Shallow Christian's football program is, is a dominant, most of the time a dominant program. So they might, over this four-year period, have enough points where they would get bumped up from 4A to 5A. Mm -hmm. But what about the girls' basketball program that has really struggled to win a conference game? They stay they down. Could, well, they could stay below that. Now, you could have – and let me, let me go to basketball. Basketball is a better thing. You could have a really good boys' basketball program that might bump up in classification – and you could have a weak girls' basketball program that would have to go down in classification. That, that, when that happens, you've got boys playing in one conference and the girls playing in another conference, and you've got double the travel. Yeah, they can't let that happen. So that's, right that's a fallacy of what that, they're talking about. That could be a fallacy be a of sport. that. Yeah. It yeah. has to be the sport, right? That would ha be a case where they would have to really work hard with both conferences to make sure, hey, uh, you know, figure out a way, you know, Maybe we can have two home games. You know, the boys play, let's say, in the case of Shallow Christian, let's say the, the boys are have uh, have dropped the 3A while the girls are in 4A. I would get with the 3A coaches and say, hey, let's get it where we can at least have our conference games at home, yeah. you know, together. Now, I think this should mostly apply to – to me it's mostly applying to football. Football is partition numbers. you got to have numbers. I remember when uh, – uh, uh, they split, 7-8, 6-8 split, and I didn't like to split. But I saw a Springdale Harbor team out there, 70, 85 kids. Van Buren comes up here, they got 55. So I can see all this with the numbers. Sure. In, in any classification, sure. With, sure. it's a number. you got to have numbers yeah. uh, for football. Now, as a sports fan, I would love nothing more than to see a, a Pulaski Academy in 7A. I think yes. that, oh, my gosh, that would be yes. phenomenal to see them play Bryant and, and, and you know, Conway and, 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 you know, Bentonville, whatever. You know, I think that would be 
you know, amazing. I would I would love to see that as just a fan of of, of football. Yes. Uh, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting, Henry. It's interesting to see how this is going to vote. Again, it has to be a two thirds majority vote in order for this to pass. And uh, they've put it in the uh, in the the balls in the court of the schools. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how they vote. When is the final vote? When they got to announce it? It's sometime by the end of this month, and then of course the AAA will have to count it and, and stuff like that before they proceed. But you know, uh, if it does not pass, yeah, please, for goodness sakes, the state legislature has no business. They no, no business. No, no, none. Yeah. none. Uh, this guy from BB who's tried to put up this bill. You know, that's one of the craziest ideas since Coke tried to change its formula. Woo! We went there. He went there. Really. Oh, he I hate the big yeah. Because, <laughs> because simply put, if there were eighty private schools in the state of Arkansas, it'd be one thing. It'd be different. Them, yeah, we have eight that only eight. play eleven man football. Well, and really, Rick, three that could that could compete at that level. Three: PA, Shiloh, Catholic. Really, uh, Little Rock uh, Christian. Oh, uh, and uh, out though Hard, Harding could could hang. Well, Harding couldn't hang with PA, but, but yeah. you know, they might could hang in. So let's say five. The other ones, you know, Subiaco yeah. Academy can't. Well, they're eight they, man They're now. eight man football. They couldn't compete in 11 man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conway Christian certainly couldn't, couldn't no. compete. So, you know, it'd be, it'd be difficult, but, but, um, yeah, yeah, and at right. one point, didn't Shallow Christian voluntarily move up? They and, went to Five A West, tra- but travel was uh, the, it was tough on a them. nightmare. It's, you know, like going to, going to uh, Valonia, having to leave at yes. you know, noon and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so that's what got them. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, and that's the um, the one point that a lot of people do, does not understand. You know, they they're harping about Pulaski Academy. You know, kill, killing everybody in Five A. You know, if by technical rights. According to the AAA rule, PA should be a 4A school. And Shiloh 3A. No. And, and Shiloh yeah. wouldn't even be a big 3A. Enrollment-wise, no. it wouldn't even be a big 3A. But like I said, yeah. it's, a, it's a public schools and private schools are it different. It is. It is. They are. So that's what's going on At with the – At least AAA, uh, they're trying. They're trying, they're to, trying to do something. something. They're trying to do something. So that's what's going on around the state and around the region in sports this week, and uh, we are here to bring it to you. And, uh, Rick, that's about all I've got. My knowledge was tapped. Not that not that that bottle was very full, but all right. Uh, hey, uh, look out the window. Do I need to uh, keep my shorts on? Do I need to get, get my please keep your thing? shorts on? Absolutely. No, keep, okay. not no shorts. <laughs> <laughs> like you always dress up. What do you say? Uh, you got your winter shorts and your summer shorts. Yeah, yes. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not snowing, right? So not we're snowing good. today. But right, but hey, good. it's only what three o'clock today, so you know yeah, we still got right. time. J- still just got keep time. your long handles. Handy just in case. Just in case. I got them backseated trucks. Just in case. <laughs> so that's it for this week's edition of Prep Rally, the podcast. For Henry Apple and Rick Fires. I'm Chip Souza. Thanks for joining us, and we will catch you next time on Prep Rally, the podcast, if it doesn't snow us out. We'll Absolutely. be back. The Prep Rally podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.